A life for bliss. <laughs> Being the biography of Bachelor Bliss, with Brenda Bruce as his married sister Anne, Colin Gordon as brother-in-law Tony, Muriel Pavlo as girlfriend Tina, and George Cole as the shy young man himself, David Alexander Bliss. How does Bliss react to the modern and often controversial attitude surrounding marriage? Despite, or perhaps prompted by, the fascinating confusion of our previous conversations, I spoke to him earlier in the week. Well, it seems odd asking a bachelor about marriage. I know, but I was hoping to bring up the rather delicate question of... Uh, how can I put it without upsetting you? Oh, hello, Mr. Embarrassment himself. The question of that complete premarital relationship, sometimes referred to as... Uh, as a trial marriage. There's uh, been a great deal of talk about the subject, so would it be too much if I asked you your views? No, because you could say that is my view. Mark, but there's been a great deal too much talk about the subject. <laughs> Turning to marriage itself, would you consider there's any situation in which a husband might be forgiven for being unfaithful? No, because I feel it's vital for anyone in my situation to consider getting married first. And <laughs> are you considering that now? Oh, oh, no, no, wait a second. I'm sorry. That's, that's a personal matter. Yeah, but if I may take the liberty of saying so, you do seem particularly drawn to your present girlfriend. Oh, yes, yes, you can take the liberty of saying that. And of suggesting the feeling's mutual? Well, I like to think so, but uh, look, uh, as I'm in the dark about that myself, I really feel that's all we can say. What? Well, that I, I'd like to uh, draw her to me and make suggestions in the dark. Mm. I like the um, feeling when we're close and look forward to taking liberties. I wish you'd stop asking these questions. I wish I could resist the temptation. It could lead to me getting the push. Back to the present and over to his married sister's house for Rogue Husband. No, 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 Psyche. Psyche, you keep still till I finish drying you. Anne doesn't want muddy paw marks all over the kitchen. I don't want muddy paw marks all over the kitchen, David. Yeah, I know. That's just what I said. And I don't want you traipsing around in those muddy shoes, either. Well, I get the feeling something's upset you. I can't imagine why you feel that. Well, I'm traipsing around in my stocking feet. Oh, what are you making? Lemon meringue pie. Oh, jolly good. If I've got a favourite... No, I know something's wrong. You'd never find that in a cookery book. What? Crack three eggs against the basin, throw away, and stir shells vigorously into mixture. <laughs> oh, blast. Oh, come on. Come and help me lay the table in the other room. Yes, okay, you can come too. Shut the door, Pop. It is cold in here. Tablecloth in the top drawer there. Yes, right here. As soon as I've put my other shoes on. And they should be. Oh, yes, here they are. Oh, Tony working late again tonight? Uh, no. No, not tonight. You do the table mats, I'll do the knives. Yeah, and... and what's upset you? Is, is it, you know, anything to do with me? No, of course not. Tony? Tony. I could tell you wasn't exactly in favour by the way you've laid his place. You put two knives for him. Well, what's wrong with that? On each side. And two more at the top. Highly symbolic. Yes, it is, Tony. You were uh, going to tell me about it? No point. Well, sometimes helps to confide in someone. Yes, but I'd better not. Oh, come now, I'm your brother. Surely you must know you can trust me not to say anything. Ask a silly question, I'm lucky I didn't get a rude answer. <laughs> Only remember, Tony had to work late last Thursday night. And what you told me about Mrs. Gosling. What did I tell you? So she said that a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of hers, ten times removed, and a friend whose friend saw Tony in that restaurant in his office. The, um... The Patty Clark. Having dinner with the girl who started working for him a month or so ago, Beverly... Miss Watson. Yes. Well, I just hope you're not secretly worrying about that. Because at the time, you said Mrs. Gosling was a compulsive gossip and you didn't believe a word of it. Tony was also supposed to be working late last night, and I do believe Deborah Howard. But you... 
What does that mean? She saw Tony feeding Miss Watson's face in the fatted calf last night. <laughs> I see. Well, at least I, I, I don't see. I mean, that, that doesn't prove anything. Perhaps they were working hard at the office and popped across there for a quick bite to eat. They were in there for two hours. Well, perhaps Beverly is a slow eater. <laughs> well, it would be nice to think she was slow at something. Uh, no, 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 listen, Anne, don't jump to conclusions. I'm sure there's a perfectly simple explanation. Oh, yes, there is. Ever see a film called The Seven Year Itch? No, but I know what it was about. That's the explanation. But you and Tony have been married for 16 years. I know, so you can imagine what a state he's in by now. <laughs> Twice as bad and two years over. <laughs> it's true, too. Well, not of Tony. Of Tony or anybody else. I'm sure you've got nothing to worry about. I'm sure you're right. Come on, let's finish laying the table. What, um, well, what are you going to do about it, Anne? I mean, are you going to... Tell Tony I know about Beverly? Not likely. Fatal. Why? I've had a sudden terrifying thought. I've told you about it. That's a thought. <laughs> now, listen, Poppet, you've let things slip out before, but this could be serious. You mustn't even mention Beverly's name. Oh, don't, don't worry. Don't you worry. I won't even ask him if he's had a good day at the office. <clears throat> I'm afraid it won't be easy. Know the expression, conscience talking? Yes. Tony shouts. He was first seen feeding Miss Watson's face last Thursday night. Friday evening, brings me home a box of chocolates. Conscience. Well, not necessarily. He has been known to buy you a box before. Yes, but not one with drawers of chocolates and big enough to be used as a dressing table. <laughs> You're right, it was a size. Well, what, what's that got to Come do with... Come to think of it, he was seen out with her again last night. My bet for this evening would be flowers. Enough to start a florist. Yes, but what's all this got to do with me? I mean, why should it make it more complicated? He's got a guilt complex about dear little Beverly. Can't stop himself talking about her. <laughs> Best receptionist I've ever had. Nice girl, too. Completely. Oh, okay, I, I get the point. He's bound to mention her. Well, what on earth do I say? Anything to stop him. You're taking Tina to the pictures tonight. Took Sighty for a long walk. Could do with a drink if he's having one. Anything. Well, except the last two. No walk, and I don't drink. Well, then you better start. It'll steady your nerves. You've had a sherry before now? Would it take more than that to steady them? Morphia's more the mark. It's all gone. I had the last shot when Deborah told me about last night. I know. Look, this evening paper. If you're going to have to keep on changing the subject... It might be an idea to have a few in reserve. Good thinking, Robin. Now then, let's see. Bank robbers get away with £20,000. There'll come a day when there's no bank robbery and the front page will be blank. Peer to wed fashion model, 25-year-old Shirley Summers, who announced her engagement today to 82-year-old millionaire Lord Haddock, said... I don't think the difference in age matters. Except she looks on it as a downright advantage. <laughs> uh, now, what else is there? Prime Minister speaks. Whoever heard of a Prime Minister who didn't? <laughs> Film Park calls for Starlet to appear... To in... appear in nude. Now, that would interest Tony. Yes, but let's face it, I'm not the man to handle her. Uh, not the man to <laughs> handle that sort of nude. No news. Never mind, you've got enough subjects to be going on with. Do you know something? I'm glad I have told you all about it. And you know, I suppose it's just conceivable that there is a simple explanation. Or is it that... Hello there. Oh, hello, Tony. Hello, darling. <laughs> no, 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 psyche, get down. <laughs> For you, darling. Oh, Tony, how sweet of you. Look, David. I say, what a lovely shop of flowers. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll just go put them in water straight away if I can find a bath big enough. <laughs> Thank you, darling. They're gorgeous and they're such a surprise. Well, David, old lad, how does it feel to be a gentleman of leisure? Well, not much point in being on leave in this weather. Uh, something in that. Uh, how went your... Yeah, apart from the office? Apart from? Uh, I mean, did you... Up to my eyes at the moment, can't get through the word in the time. I know. You were feeding terribly hard last night. <laughs> They're facing terribly late. They're working. Hello, I must concentrate. <laughs> Every slip tells its own story. <laughs> oh, a simple enough story behind that. I was thinking about supper. 
Well, you, you have been working hard lately, though. Yes, at least I'm lucky with staff, particularly this new girl, Beverly. There seems to be no end to these bank robberies. <laughs> <laughs> bank robberies? They're in tonight's paper. Uh, I haven't seen it. Well, apparently they got away with 20,000 receptionists. <laughs> here, look. Here. Headlines. And the story behind that slip? Simple again. You were talking about your receptionist. Yeah, best I've ever had. Nice girl, too. Complete. Yeah, nice. Say, what about 82-year-old Lord Paddock? What about him? The weird 25-year-old fashion model. Second column, middle of the page. No, I, mean, I, I know the aristocracy needs new blood, but uh, if you ask me, you should have thought of that before. <laughs> no, not that I think that age is all that important myself. But, but you've got to look ahead, haven't you? After all, a, a woman's still young and active, even at 50. And by that time, he'll be... Ooh, 107. <laughs> Cold, too. Yesterday was the coldest day on record since 1924. Fourth column, small paragraph at the bottom. <laughs> and, and don't forget, winter's not over yet, either. So there you are. It could go on for another month. So could you, by the sound of it. <laughs> no, honestly, though, Tony, just, just imagine getting away with 20,000 Watsons. No, no, 20,000 pounds. There wouldn't, by any chance, be something on your mind. <laughs> you know me. Complete blank. <laughs> Nothing to do with Miss Watson. No, I told you. It was just that you happened to mention her. I happened to be impressed with a girl's work. She's intelligent. She's got a self. I say, what about the Prime Minister appearing in the news? <laughs> <laughs> the Prime Minister speaking to Beverly in the news. Uh, speaking to her on top of a column. <laughs> Prime Minister speaks. Top of first column. All right. All right. What's Anne been saying about Miss Watson? Why should she say anything about her? Several reasons. Beverly happens to be quite an attractive kid. I happen to have worked late a couple of nights. Anne happens to be even more suspicious than most of us. No, wait, Tony, I can't go along with that. Don't give a damn whether you go along with it or not. I know how Anne's mind works. It wouldn't surprise me if she was even suspicious because I brought her home a few chocolates the other evening. Oh, come now, that doesn't even make sense. Obviously. Why, obviously? Well, you have been known to buy her a box of chocolates before. So why on earth should she suspect that dressing table? <laughs> Conscience. But, but, I, I can't say I see it at all. See what? What possible connection it can have with Beverly's drawers? No, no, what? <laughs> connection, the... I, I, I could do with a morphia if you're having one. Do with a drink. You don't drink? No, but it'll steady my nerves. I, I have had a shot before now. Should have been shot before now. <laughs> and as a matter of interest, why do your nerves need steadying? It wouldn't be because Anne's been poisoning your mind against young Beverly and you're, you're afraid of letting the cat out of the bag. <laughs> Shut up, Psyche. No, it's just an expression. Anne's not in the habit of saying poisonous things about people, Tony. About dear little Beverly or anybody else. You don't expect me to believe you. I don't expect you to believe anything. Not a word I say. But you, you know, you admitted Beverly's attractive. What if I did? It's only natural for a wife to be a bit suspicious. Any wife. So I really don't see what the dickens you're kicking up such a fuss about. Huh. Uh, never tried to bug, just. Who, me? Mm. No, no, Sherry's my limit. Well, be a devil and break the limit. You won't even taste it in tomato juice. I should have a bottle of two of that in. Ah, yes. I don't mind admitting, you know. I can't get used to this new you hitting back. Well, I'm sorry, Tony. Oh, but you're old chap. Don't apologize. You're right. It's only... Uh, say when. When? Yeah, and plenty of tomato juice. I don't want to kill it. Now, what was I saying? Oh, yes, you're, you're right. It's only natural for Anne to be a bit suspicious about the girl. One bloody Mary. Oh, gosh, don't tell me you've been going out with her, too. <laughs> That's what the drink's called. And I couldn't be more interested in the two. Two what? You said going out with her, too. Has Anne suggested I've been going out with Miss Watson? No, of course not. Are you suggesting it, then? Well, I, I, I don't know what I'm suggesting, Tony. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know whether I'm coming or going. 
But I can guess. I'll go upstairs and pack. No. <laughs> Wait. Now, look, old lad, I, I've been under a bit of a strain lately, you know, at the office, but still, there's no excuse for blowing my top. I'm sorry, Dave. No, I'm silly. And here's to the new no-holds-barred oh. you. Cheers. Cheers, Tony. <laughs> what did you say this drink was called? A Bloody Mary. Well, I'll tell you one thing. One. This is the last time I'll be going out with her. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, honey. In you come. Uh, what time does the big picture start? Hmm? Oh, not till ten past eight. Oh, good. And you can leave for another ten minutes or so, and Sheila's just popped into the bar. Sheila? Oh, I see. You mean she's coming with us? No. I mean, we're, we're virtually alone in the flat. Overcoat off. Well, I thought you wanted to go to the picture. Yes, but we don't have to go straight away, do we? And in case you missed it first time round, we're not likely to be disturbed. Yes, I'll help you off. With what? <laughs> Your overcoat. Terribly vague tonight. No, no, no. It's quite dry out now, actually. <laughs> That's not what I said, but never mind. Sit down, darling. Um, I'm not sure we've got anything in the flat, but would you like a drink? Oh, no, thanks. Don't you start. I've had enough trouble with Bloody Mary. <laughs> that doesn't sound like you. And who's Mary? Oh, she's just a drink, I know. <laughs> oh, you see, I, I, I don't drink. Oh, no, of course not. That was my fault, then. Hello. Looks as if I'm losing my hold over you. How do you mean? I hardly expect you to sit on that small armchair. Oh, well, that's okay. Don't worry. It's fine for me. How about the sofa, then? Yes, I know. It's a jolly nice design. <laughs> Come and sit on the sofa. Then I can sit beside you. Close beside you. See? Isn't that better? Yes. Jolly comfortable. Something on your mind? No, no. No, no, no nothing. Must be me, then. I know. I'm wearing a new perfume. Smell. Yes, but not all that badly. <laughs> oh, your perfume. Yes. Smell it. Behind my ear. Take a long, deep breath. Mmm. Very nice. Mmm. I shall take it back to the shop in the morning. The name promised far more than that. <laughs> so, if at first you don't succeed, we're sitting here together on the sofa, not likely to be disturbed because Sheila's in the bar. So what do you see as the next move? She get out of the bath and dry herself. <laughs> I'm still not getting through to you. Getting what through to me? The idea, that's what. And for about the fifth time, too. So here goes. Mm. Got it this time? Um, yes, it's about ten to eight. <laughs> What's on your mind, David? And don't say nothing, because for some vague, obtuse reason, I wouldn't believe you. Well, it's, um, it's a bit tricky, really. Something you'd rather not tell me? No, can't tell you. I'm sorry, Tina, but... Uh... Oh, don't be silly. I don't mind. As long as it's got nothing to do with that ex-girlfriend of yours you bumped into last week. Oh, no, honestly, it's got nothing to do with Beverly. Let her with Joy. Beverly? Oh, you wouldn't know her. Tony's receptionist. Well, I don't. Did he mention her when I was down there one evening? Uh, is she pretty? Oh, yes, she's pretty, all right. Prettier than me? Oh, good gracious, there's no comparison. I, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like comparing, well, I don't know, Venus de Milo with the Albert Hall. Which am I? Ah, uh, you know which. Beverly may be attractive, but, well, at the risk of repeating myself... Please, feel free to. You're the loveliest Hall I've ever seen. <laughs> You're the loveliest girl. And, and I mean that, Albert, really I do. Tina, <laughs> really I do. Gosh. Uh, aren't you wearing a new perfume? Yes. I forgot to mention it. Oh, gosh, it's certainly uh, potent. Darling, Tina. Well, there. I don't understand. I don't want to pry, only... Um... Oh, dear, how can I put it? Um, I'm not saying I wouldn't mind, because I would. But if you ever wanted to go out with someone else, darling, you're free to. No, 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 you've got it all wrong. It isn't me that's interested in Beverly. It's Tony. He's twice been spotted. I... Well, trust me, I've told you after all. Well, you may as well know the rest now. 
Tony's twice been spotted feeding Beverly's face at the fatted calf <laughs> when he was supposed to be working late. Columbus. And the reaction exactly. Not mine, though. I'm sure there's a perfectly simple explanation. I made up my mind what I'm going to do about it, too. I've got it all planned. Planned? Tony's got a business lunch appointment tomorrow. Now, I happen to know Beverly's alone in the office between half past one and two. I'm going down there to have a little talk with her. And I'm going oh, to no, fight... no, no, darling, you mustn't. You, you can't do that. It, well, it's dynamite. Oh, it's dynamite now. Uh, but supposing she tells Tony, he'll accuse you of spying on him. Well, there's a risk of that, I admit, but that's for me to worry about. No, 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 you see, this, this could cause serious trouble between Tony and Anne. That's the risk I'm worrying about. Anyway, you're far too shy a person to tackle... No, it's no good, Tina. My mind's made up. Because I, I really do believe there's a simple explanation. And I intend to find out what it is. Now then, where were we? Oh, yes, the new perfume. Mmm, potent, all right. But wasted. After all, if I kiss you, Sheila's bound to come bounding in from the kitchen. Except that she's in the bath. I say, is she really? Well, you might have told me before. <laughs> Darling Albert. Mmm. Mm. Oh, after that, I hardly have the heart to tell you. Tell me what? I'm not Albert. <laughs> Expecting Mr. Fellows back at any minute, and I'll tell him you rang the moment he comes in. Goodbye. Strangers in the night. Hello, Beverly. Oh, hello, David. Say, Mr. Fellows is not back for lunch yet, but... I didn't come to see Tony, Beverly. I came to see you. Me? Yes, you. Do take a seat. Behind you. Well, thanks. Now, listen, Beating, I'm not going to Beverly about the bush. Listen, Beverly, I'm not going to beat about the bush. I, I, I'm, I'm not the type, and anyway... Like a cup of coffee? I've got some left over from my lunch. No, thanks. It won't take me a sec to give it up. You know, no coffee. As I was saying, I am not going to beat about the bush. These things are far better... Oh, God. I just noticed, and it can't be very comfortable for... No, 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 listen, Beverly, we're not going to get anywhere if you keep interrupting. I know, but you're sitting on the waste paper basket. <laughs> oh, never mind what I'm sitting on, just... Oh, so I am. I thought it was a bit on the low side. Now, as I was saying, I, I'm not going to beat about the bush. It's just as well. You'd have flattened it by now. <laughs> no, no, look, Beverly, this is no joking matter. You know, in fact, it's a, a very serious matter, and it's far better for it to be brought out into the open. So I'll, I'll come straight to the point. The point is, what, what's, what's going on between you and... Uh, I mean, I... I, I is, is there anything going on between you and... Not, not, not that I think there is, for a moment, but... But we'll come to the point. I mean, I, I think perhaps... I'll, uh, I'll change my mind after all and have that cup of morphia. Cup of coffee. I think perhaps you'd better. I couldn't be more fascinated, though. What are you trying to say? What's going on between you and Mr. Fellows? Between me and... I'd like to know what you mean by that. Now, it's no use, Beverly. I know all about it. What do you know? That Tony's twice been seen fattening your face in the spotted calf. <laughs> twice been seen in the fatted calf feeding your spotty face. <laughs> You've been spotted together at feeding time. <laughs> I see what you mean now, and I'm liberated. Not for myself, but tell me, uh, Mr. Fellows, he couldn't have been kinder, and you have the cheek to suggest even to think... Ah, then, then I'm right. There, there is a simple explanation. Yes, there is. I, I fought so all along, honestly. I, 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 I you, you, couldn't, you couldn't tell me what... Last Thursday night, I'd had a row with my fiancé, broken off my engagement. Tony, uh, Mr. Fellows, found me crying, took me across to the fatted calf, and went... Just talk to me like a father. And the night before last, I, I suppose he... Found me crying again. Oh, gosh, I can't tell you how happy I am to hear that, Beverly. <laughs> I mean, that is, I'm, I'm sorry about your fiancé, obviously. Only... Oh, that's okay. We've made it up. Leaving here at the end of the month and getting married. Oh, it's marvellous. Marvellous all round. And uh, all my 
beating about the bush routine must have sounded completely foreign. Double up. Look, Beverly, I, I, I hate asking you this, but I'd rather... Mr. Fellows didn't know you'd been here. I shouldn't wonder. Okay, then. As it's you. Better hurry up and drink your coffee, though. Well, it's a bit too hot at the moment. Anyway, don't worry. I know Tony's business lunches, and they always go on till about three. It was cancelled. Oh, good gracious, yes. And sometimes even later, but... Cancelled? Thanks, Beverly. That's the nicest cup of scalded tongue I've ever had. <laughs> and, and Beverly, thanks for, you know... <laughs> Tony! Oh, quickly, out that door, down the emergency stairs. Right, goodbye. Bye. Who's there to... Who just went out, Beverly? Oh, uh, I don't know, sir. You've got the wrong office. Why let him go out through the fire exit? Gone, oh. before I could explain. I only caught a glimpse of him, but from the back... Oh, it wasn't anybody you know, Mr. Fellows. He, he sounded foreign. Foreign? Dutch, I think. <laughs> Why, David? Why, why, why? Well, I, I felt somebody had to find out the truth about Beverly. There was obviously a danger of it affecting your marriage, and there was just no telling where it might end. Here and tonight, by the sound of it. What did Beverly say when she ran up this afternoon? That she was pretty sure Tony suspected it was me who ran out through the emergency exit. Oh, my sainted aunt. Don't you see what he's going to think that I put you up to spying on no, him? I'm sorry, Anne. I meant well. That should be your epitaph, and soon. <laughs> now, forget I said that. It was horrid. You'll have to deny you were there, that's all. Deny it through thick and thin, and you'll have to have an alibi. Oh, I know. I thought of that. I can say I had lunch with Tina. Yes, all right. But you'll have to stick to your story, whatever he says. Do you understand? So let's get down to details. Now, where can you say you had lunch with uh, Tina? At the fatty calf. Nincompoop. Nincompoop's right. That's the last place. I know. At Il Matali. That's a little Italian restaurant near Tina's office. And I have had lunch with her there once. Time you met, and how long you spent over your meal. Oh, good gracious, it's so long ago now, I haven't the foggiest idea exactly what this. <laughs> oh, today you mean? Um, nincompoop again. Uh, let's see now. Picked her up at her office at one o'clock, walked along to Il Natale, sat at a corner table, had the luck to be served by a jovial, paunchy little waiter called Gino, both had risotto alla milanese, left about a quarter past two, and I walked her back to her office. Convincing enough? Impressive. Oh, jolly good. Especially as I made up paunchy little Gino. Nice touch, I said. Well, that, that reminds me. I've started to tackle the problem of getting Tina to back me up. Left a message for her to contact me urgently. So there you are. We might just get a... Tell me for a million. Home early, and I don't need three guesses to realise why. Now, don't forget what you said, that you're going to stay at my side all evening. Hello there. Hello, darling. <laughs> you're home early. Yes, but I brought some work back with me. So how went your day, apart from the office, Tony? I, I mean, did I manage to get out at all? No. Apart from having a quick jar and a sandwich at the pub around the corner. And how about you, David? Uh, I had lunch with a little Italian. Um, <laughs> with Ponchi Tina. Uh, with Tina. Good restaurant, then? Yes, near Tina's office. First rate, actually. What's it called? Il Nincompoop. <laughs> and where did the Nincompoop come in, present company accepted? <laughs> well, I, I just called him back because he forgot to bring me something back from the shop. What time did you meet her? Picked her up at the office about one o'clock, walked along to Il Natale, sat at a corner table, and were both made up by a jovial little waiter called Gina. I'm sure you both look very pretty. <laughs> pretty? You said made up. Uh, no, no, I think you must have misheard me, Tony. I mean, why on earth should I say that when we hadn't even quarreled? You said you were made up by a waiter called Gino. And I can't say I'm surprised. Because, David, I've got a pretty shrewd idea that you didn't have lunch with Tina today, that you weren't at an Italian restaurant, and that the whole story is a pack of lies. Oh, no, Tony, darling, you really have got a suspicious mind. Yes, and you're certainly wrong this time. I haven't been within miles of your office. 
Did I say you had? <laughs> no. Um, but, but, but you made it pretty clear you didn't believe I was where I was. So when it stands to reason, you must think you saw me somewhere else. Yeah, and as you never went further from the pub round the corner, darling, it follows it must have been somewhere near your office. Somebody at the front door, Anne. Oh, we'll answer it together. <laughs> I'll answer it and leave you two together. I'm sure you've got lots to row about. <laughs> Talk about. Hello, darling. Tina, I say, come along in. What's your urgent message? So I thought Look, I... You couldn't have turned up at a better moment. Look, I haven't got time to explain, but we had lunch together at Il Natale. One down past two, corner table. Okay? Oh. Then here we go. In you go, darling. It's Tina. Hello. Hello. Uh, <laughs> as a matter of fact, we were just talking about you, darling. Oh, really? Yes. I was just telling Tony what a delicious alibi we had together today. <laughs> delicious lunch. Mm. Yes, well, um, why not take Tina into the other room, Poppet? The fire is on. Yes, yes. Right up. See you both before I go. So it was David snooping around the office at lunchtime. Yes. And it goes without saying that you put him up to it. No, but I might be forgiven if I had. You've been seen having dinner with Beverly Watson on two separate occasions, Tony. So what if I have? The poor kid was upset about because... Because she quarreled with her fiancé, I know. But why pretend you were working late? Oh, for heaven's sake, I should have thought that was obvious enough. Would you believe me if I told you the truth? I'd try to, Tony. Really, I would. And I, I think you might have tried telling me. Yes. Yes, I suppose I should. Sorry, Oh, that's all right, I understand. Only, well, are you sure that's all there was to it? Oh, no, I... no, no, ah, 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 now, don't get cross again, because I've just got to ask you. Are you sure you weren't attracted to Beverly, and that if the situation had been different, it might just conceivably have gone further? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Oh, darling, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so very glad, because after all, you are only human. <laughs> <laughs> and yet saying that somehow makes you... Makes you very special. I've got a very special wife, my darling. Mm. Tell me. I must go and tell David that everything's all right. Be back in a second. Oh, and darling, mm. whatever you do, hold on to that mood. <laughs> David! Darling. Yes, sir? Happy ending, Poppet. Tony and I have never been closer. And guess what? We're going to arrange a lovely, friendly divorce. Go on. Back to go, back to Tina. Yes, I know. I couldn't be happier for you, Anne, honestly. Mm -hmm. Tina, Tina, guess what? A happy ending. Tony and Anne have never been closer. Oh, that's great, honey. For me, too. But now you can concentrate on us. Oh, yes, I can do that, all right. Darling, Tina. Darling. Mm. Oh, good heavens. I just realized what Anne said. Oh, never mind about that. Did you realize you kissed me? Hmm? Yes, of course I did. And shall I tell you something? What? It's made me feel sick to the pit of my stomach. <laughs> Life of Bliss, with George Cole as David Bliss, Brenda Bruce as Anne Fellows, Colin Gordon as Tony Fellows, Muriel Pavlo as Tina Holliday, and Geraldine Moffat as Beverly Watson. Impersonations by Psyche and Percy Edwards. A Life of Bliss is written by Godfrey Harrison and produced by John Brower. <laughs> <laughs>